switchblades, <laughs> cocaine, <laughs> goth boy click in the hoe main. No. Gunshots, hot sandwich. <laughs> That's not it. Fucking on a, just with my. <laughs> hey everyone, it's the Herald and Wildcast, and that is a little sample of R.I.P. R.I.P. Little Peep. Ugh, not a fan. Goth boy, click in the whole main in the castle. Why are you all into Little Peep now? And my little boy Boo with my hose man. It's like emo rap. It's like emo gangster candy pop neo trap something. Something. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Goth boy, click wizard. Blah blah blah. Yeah, it's pretty dope. I'm into that. No, you're not. It's your nephew, man. I know. My shout out to my nephew Jack Angel, who is an accomplished music journalist and who is out here promoting a show. This music, this is his thing. And uh, uh, he is the peep tattoo. He's got it all, man. Yeah, he does. He's not playing around. He's supposed to be a special guest on the show. We might have him later. Uh, but for now, we got cocaine, <laughs> switchblades. Fucking half, half black hose. <laughs> what? Black trench coat. Uh, Love so, chance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is the Herald of Modcast, and this episode we will be reluctantly Herald <laughs> and Modcast. <laughs> Fucking with my friends in my blog blast. The Walking Dead episode 812, The Key. Sort Walking. of. Dead clan. <laughs> you stop it. I cannot stop it. <laughs> you have it's to stop it. it. It's so annoying. And uh, also a film that is now streaming on Netflix that is an exclusive Netflix original original yeah. called The Outsider, star- starring staring staring Jared Leto. <laughs> Uh, it's gotten a lot of trash talk all over the internet, and uh, we're here to set the record right or wrong. Or wrong, or just how we feel the record is straight or not. <laughs> Real definitive. We don't pull punches here, folks. Real uh, definitive stuff. We make a statement. We stand by it. You're not, you can't mess with us. That's, That's true, actually. We're hard-hitting shock journalism. Oh, well, we do make a statement and yeah, we stick by it. that's right. <laughs> you shut up, you want to take it up with me, you better take it in the streets, turkey. Uh, so, okay, here's the deal with We Talk Dead this week. They lost half their audience with yeah. us. <laughs> you didn't see the episode. I didn't see it. I was this busy. Is where we, this is where we're at. We have been doing this show, We Talk Dead, mm-hmm. and talking about The Walking Dead for seven years now. Yep. And this is the first time, or this is where we're at. I think at. it's the first time that like one of us just didn't even catch up on it. And decided... And chose not to. I decided to go to my <laughs> male pole dancing class instead. <laughs> it's more important. You know, I can't wait around for a job from Greg Nicotero. Yeah, that's true. I got to get on that pole and make some money, man. Yeah. Not, not everyone just gets to zombie dollars <laughs> thrown at them, you know? Maybe I don't I think they're going to get those zombie dollars for much longer. Much longer, and that's their loss. They could have had me, sexy me in my dancing ways, dancing to zombies and so we're gonna do opportunity. We're going to do the format a little bit different. I'm going to cocaine Dude, no you stop it with that okay i'm gonna i'm gonna recount what occurred and we will discuss goth boy click and, and we'll you need discuss. to stop you gotta need to go stop. gotta move all right so this episode is getting sillier and sillier mm-hmm. uh 
we've got the saviors on their way to the hilltop mm-hmm. and Simon is Garfunkled. Yep. He's He's like pissed at Negan or something. He's going rogue. Yeah, he is. He's become pissed at Negan's decisions, as I remember last. And he went rogue and he killed all of Janice, Jadis's people, people, the, the garbage, garbage people, pale and walkers. And, and uh, Negan didn't know about it, but he finds out. Oh, naughty, naughty. So Rick arri- arrives with Michonne Rick to the hilltop. Arrives. And then he and Daryl decide they're going to go out and look out and see where the saviors are. Mm. And this is what I don't understand about the geography of the show. So he's he leaves the hilltop and he's got binoculars and he can see the saviors. Like how far the away hilltop? are they? I don't know. Like that, how are they getting to all these places so fast with all the gas always a full supply of fuel? Yeah, man. It's like. You've, they've literally they don't even give a fuck about having it be silly anymore i don't know i know sometimes it's so super far away depending on the the episode storyline other yeah. times it's literally like they could see it from their bedroom window <laughs> they're like uh, get those guys someday we see you I'm coming for you and they're like no you're not and they're like yes we are and try it well, i'm gonna well there's a caravan of Simon with Dwight, and basically Simon's trying to confide in Dwight, bring Dwight over to the Simon side, that and Negan's gone bad, and, and we got to go out on our own. So Simon doesn't know Dwight is a working both things? Nope, doesn't know it. Oh. And so... Well, what happened to that blonde, ugly girl that saw Dwight kill her the saviors? Remember, she's like that blonde savior. Don't know. She, was, she escaped, though. <laughs> I guess so. She's nowhere to be found. No, he hairs. hasn't been ratted out. And so, uh, Rick, through his binoculars, sees the little caravan coming. Oh yeah, and he sees Negan's car by himself mm-hmm. behind, and he and he goes after him. They have a, the top down on his Cadillac, no, waving to his people. <laughs> they had like a In Dallas. They had. Uh, he goes after he rams his car and Simon and Dwight go, that was Negan's car. We got to go find him. And so ultimately Rick crashes both cars and the two of them are in some warehouse somewhere. Some, I don't know where some they are. Warehouse. Somewhere. That's what they call a warehouse. <laughs> where is this house? Warehouse. And Rick gets the better of Negan and he gets Lucille. Lucille. And then he loses Lucille and loses Negan. He not, once again he hasn't basically cornered. I don't think I don't know if they think that that's like you know captivating this whole like he almost gets Negan every five episodes because uh, now it just feels ridiculous. Lame. Yeah, it's just now you've now Rick looks like an ass. like an idiot. Yeah, yeah, it goes from like high stakes to well now that our lead character is sort of a dummy. Well, it's cartoonish. Yeah. It's like literally almost Tom like a parody. Jerry, it's become it? a parody of itself, really. And so it's a bummer. They find Simon and Dwight find the car mm-hmm. toppled and blood and all kinds of stuff, and Simon chooses to decide that Negan's gone, and they leave oh they think he's dead well he basically talks dwight into saying well we won't be able to get out of this one he's gone let's Mm. go and they go Mm. back to their savior caravan which is again don't know if it's close to their compound don't know how close to the hilltop it is you know and he's 
trying to say he doesn't want to go to the hilltop and he doesn't want to go after Rick and, Rick and the gang anymore because he gives a speech to Dwight about how they keep coming no matter what they right. do to them. Right. So he's like, let's cut our losses, mm. save our supplies. It's actually sound advice. It's like, why you keep going after these people? That's more realistic. Yeah. Than, if anything. So, and it makes you think that he took out Jadis's people because he doesn't want the numbers to keep fighting. He wants to, he doesn't want to fight anymore. Well, it sort of makes sense outside of like multiple murder. It sort of makes yeah. sense. But he has them. He has them at dead to rights. Right. He might as well just take them all out. Then now we don't have to barter with someone yeah, or yeah, make yeah, a yeah. deal that they could double cross us on again. Right. Yeah, we'll just makes kill sense, you all. Less people to compete with. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, Simon actually is making sense. I like Simon though. Yeah. I like that actor. Steve I don't Ogg. think he's long for this world anymore after this. Because because Rick says something when they're in the stairwell chasing each other oh really Uh, they're having you know they're doing one of those things where they're chasing each other to kill each other but they're having a heart to heart at the same time oh that's clever (laughs) and he says oh you took out jadis's people killed them all why should i believe you because because negan's like bartering with him he's like oh negan 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 and rick why don't you i'll let you have a better deal just do this and he's like well i would have trust you when jadis's people and and Ugh. negan's like ah son of a bitch she took out jadis's people oh that's how he finds that's how out. he finds out and uh so meanwhile maggie is at the hilltop and waiting on her check to clear exactly and there's this uh little package right outside the wall of goodies and a little note that says if you bring us thing of supplies we'll give you knowledge Oh, some sort of fucking thing we'll like that. Knowledge. And then she talks to Michonne and Michelle who Lone. should we go? Should we do this? And they go and this quite well-known character actress named Jane Atkinson, who is in everything on CBS store, ABC drama, like Criminal Minds, mm. you know, Law and Order. She's mm. been on all of those. Mm-hmm. She shows up in this little van with a bunch of like, people that look like they're in the apocalypse and then she's dressed business casual she's got yeah, a little pinstripe you showed me jacket that picture. little ridiculous. nice haircut little nice lawyer yeah. woman haircut glasses kind of looks like an assistant principal or something she does in middle school in the middle of nowhere it's ridiculous it's and funny she basically says that she will give knowledge for food and supplies it's it's very bizarre and they're traveling around a little van and she sort of talks Maggie. And I mean, so now we have another group, yet another group and yet not another path of interest to getting out of this whole mess or, or going. Well, and another thing that you always make a point of is like, where were these people this whole time? I know. If they were close enough to go to the doorstep of the hilltop, yes. would they not be close enough to be and you know you know raided by someone they never negan's people didn't, didn't find, find them. them then yet they've been traveling the same roads and the yeah. same basic area this whole time yeah and they haven't been you know uh you know taken under the savior's wing right force or whatever uh so we don't know what's happening with that but to me, this feels like what a lot of shows at the end of their reign do. They bring in a semi-famous person who's on the tail end of it to try to like bump things up. Yeah, yeah, they do do that. There's I mean, a I lot of that. I didn't recognize that that lady, but uh, no, but she, you know they do this. Like they had Tova. To, what's her name? Who played the woman at Alexandria? 
She yeah, was sort mom. of a well-known character actor, like That's not true. super well-known because in that world you don't want a real famous person and want no. the dead. But it's someone who's got cred, you yeah. know, lots of you know history credits to their you know IMDb and all that shit. Right. So there's that. I mean, basically, cool, <laughs> that's man. Essentially, what happens. And then that's how they left it with the new, you know, school marm and posse. Yeah. I mean, I sort of was laughing so hard and kind of like, you kidding me? Dang, I wish I hadn't missed it. I know that I, I, I missed some of the nuances of their conversation, I believe. Maybe you did. <laughs> you might be giving it a bit too much credit. <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, I mean, and now we're back to, I, Negan gets away from Rick. It's like so stupid. It's literally that whole scenario was a parody of what the show used to be. Boo. I like turtles. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, uh, what happened? Do you, are you sad that you missed it? No, I feel like I probably can just go right back you can in go right this back week in. and not notice a single thing different. Yeah, I'm sort of just wondering when this is going to be over and we don't have to watch it anymore yeah, this season. Yeah, that's sad. I know. I mean, then we're like, just let me know when the season finale or series finale is. They'll tune in. Yeah. Catch maybe up. Maybe it'll get good then. Bring maybe. back some people from the dead, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Flashbacks. Flashbacks all around. Uh, all right, so that's enough of that crap. Poo-poo. Um, The Outsider, which is a Netflix original, as said, mm-hmm. uh, as stated before, starring Jared Leto, uh, Japanese actor Tadanobu Asano, who is Hogan in all the Thor movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in Silence. And he's in Silence and 47 Ronin. Oh, that's cool. Emil Hirsch is in it for about a second. Um, and the and Shaoli Kutsuna. Mm-hmm. Who I didn't recognize, Japanese, very she pretty Japanese actress. Plays the sister, maybe. Yeah, and it is Mom directed story. by Martin Zenduliet and written by Andrew Baldwin and John Linson, who was a producer on Sons of Anarchy. Oh, that's cool. Um, so yeah, it's a Japanese mob story set in 1954. Right, Osaka. It's a Yakuza families rival Yakuza families, mm-hmm. and it's yeah, it's a gangland sort of Goodfellas in Japan kind of thing, kind of vibe. It's uh, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, like its title, The Outsider. Yeah, it's not exactly breaking new ground. Ganjin. Ganjin. You should have called it Ganjin. Yeah. I mean, maybe people wouldn't have watched it. Maybe not. I don't. I, I don't mean, know, The Outsider. I thought it was a remake of The, the Outsiders, Outsiders when I first heard that. I mean, there's a very well-known movie and book called The Outsiders. Right. You know, it's already very well-established thing. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of this movie that I like, and I feel like the gangland like murder sequences are pretty cool. They didn't pull any punches. They don't. So Jared Leto, it opens with him in a Japanese prison. Yeah. But we have really no back information, backstory on why this. why he's in the prison. We get some about just... Some later. Later about why he's like good at killing, which but, makes it sort of just obvious. Right. But he helps this one Japanese dude. Yeah, who's a member. Yeah. The like high-ranking one who's in prison. And, and remember, this is right post-World War II, and yeah, they were man. our enemies. Yeah. So... Um, he's now becoming part of the Japanese Brotherhood in this well, game. Well, because he saves one of them, and basically the dude who he saves and helps escape says, I'll get you, you know, a meeting 
with you know the boss of my right. family and see if we can get you a job and and help help him get out of prison too right and and they do that was part of the deal yeah and so one of his first jobs is basically to like set a guy straight and he does that to quite an extreme level yep it's pretty gory you know and the whole jap i, I do like the yakuza stories cuz yeah. everything's so ritualistic mm-hmm. and so much is it about honor codes and stuff that it always seems really high tension that's true which kind of is so interesting backdrop not as much of a, like wise cracking as the, you know the italian mob stuff no. which is also Those super kind of quiet yep not a lot of not a ton of dialogue i mean jared Jared leto Leto barely speaks no dialogue yeah he has very little dialogue he has like almost no full sentences yeah until the end and i I don't know it's not it's not great honestly and i understand i understand the criticism because for one thing and you pointed this out there's no real reason for the setting of 1954. 54. Yeah. yeah, that was the weird thing because he pulls up to pick him up in like an old school. It's like an old Lincoln 50s with the fish, the fin tails of mm-hmm. the rear lights and stuff. And you're just like, oh, is that? I thought it was just sort of like he was driving an old school. You know, I didn't even yeah. figure that it would have been then. And it's like 1954 Osaka. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then it is but cool. Random. random, but cool. And then by the end of it, you're sort of like, well, the time frame really made no difference outside of, you know, Tokyo being super technologically advanced. Well, and nowadays. maybe because there's an opportunity. I don't know the history of the the Japanese mafia. If right. maybe after World War II, I mean, but they didn't. They didn't. They really didn't either. help educate yeah. us with that, no. and that's what is problematic. I think is that there. It was well, very. And it was kind of rushed along with yeah. the editing. Like you do get some insight of Jared Leto has to go to this steel mill where they're processing old Japanese armaments for scrap metal and basically he strong arms the guy mm-hmm. so you sort of get some insight of what was happening at the end of world war ii because the guy he strong arms is basically like look you fucking think i care what we do with this with their old tanks and planes right. when they were using them to kill us and and you're you're some white guy and you're working for them and blah 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 and so there's a little of that and did like that one scene but there's not really some sort of historical significance in the script that really lends Which itself to the story it a lot I yeah because yeah. you do a period piece what what works in a lot like what we love about Boardwalk Empire and many other things, particularly yeah. Boardwalk Empire, is that they weave and Frankenstein Chronicles they mm-hmm. weave the actual history into it. Yeah, and, there wasn't much. And of you that. feel that you feel why you're you, you feel like okay, this is why we're here. Yeah, like there was a purpose outside of just it would be cool to be in the fifties because you yeah. know most yakuza stories it's always sort of either in the future or it's current day, maybe it's the eighties, mm-hmm. but it's never you know. 50s 40s 60s yakuza which sounds super cool but then do a better job that's what i mean I yeah mean, that that's the the thing is like it's during Kore- the korean war yeah weave it you in know? weave in some elements of that time period yeah outside of just you know there's the old boss who wants to do the old ways and then the other family has a new boss who's trying to take over their territory yep and uh, they're in kobe or kobe and then the other guys are in osaka and they're just going for territory, and Jared Leto slowly moves up the ranks and becomes sort of made. Which like, seems really unrealistic. Yeah, the he Japanese gets the tattoos do and everything. Like outsiders. No, they I don't mean, literally. Even, it's called the outsider, and they don't like. Even if they did business with him, they wouldn't give him the tattoos and the ritual of. I know. I thought that was a huge stretch. And then there's sort of a Judas character, which we think he must be the traitor, and then he is. He the is traitor. the traitor. Yeah, like, that's the thing about the story. There wasn't really much out of 
It's like paint by numbers. Yeah, it's Every, very, yeah. You know, he falls in love with the sister and gets her pregnant. Yeah. And, and the traitor guy is also used to be in love with the sister. Yeah. And so it's like these things, we've all seen them very it's many times. very simple, sort of too simple story, not well developed. The, the best thing about it is the acting. Yeah, the actors are awesome. All the Yakuza members and Jared Leto's good. He doesn't really have much, sort of like the lead actors, you know, they sort of work around Jared Leto. Like a lot of the Japanese, they're doing sort of more than Jared Leto is as an actor yeah, he doesn't I, really he was, emote much he doesn't really it was have, awkward a little he doesn't really have much facial expression i don't know if that was just his character choice he was very like sans emotion well it felt like he didn't know what to do with this character because there was real no really no arc and there was no, no like, you didn't see him grow backstory. struggle like yeah and there was no back there was like one scene of backstory with but, emile hirsch yeah. but then it was like in and out and then exactly what you think is gonna happen does happen yeah. again with that so you're sort of like oh i bet he's probably not gonna make it and then sure enough yeah <laughs> you know no spoilers. Sorry if that spoiled it. You're not going to be spoiled because yeah. you're going to see it a mile away. Let's put it that way. But yeah, it's just uh, there was some really cool cinematography, and the Japanese yeah, actors were really cool good, man. Design. I thought they were super good production design. And then the gang, the murder stuff, and the 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 freaking they did the brutality justice of you know. There's some really weird Japanese mutilation, ritualistic mutilation yeah. stuff. There's like a Harry Carey scene. Yep dismemberment and stuff and you know it's free on netflix i i wanted to watch it but then it just didn't give me anything more than no. what you saw in the trailer and jared leto just yeah doesn't really do a lot no and it's all the other thing is that the fucking the guy is 46 and he's starting to look like, do like a piano reeves thing where he just is uh, not aging i know and when he was like 41 you're like wow he looks good for 41 now he's 46 and it it's like, like dude you have a problem dude yeah do you have like, <laughs> you have like some sort of like gland glandular thing where you're just not <laughs> gonna good. age do you sleep in a chamber cryogenic <laughs> chamber maybe maybe uh yeah i mean it's worth a free watch i don't I, I would keep your expectations very low on this. I mean, I, I wouldn't really give it more than a six, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know. If you're like a, well, you know, a Japanese culture addict or something, or you know, Jap- Japanophile, you'll probably really enjoy it. Yeah. You know? it just even still, I feel like it's sort of a missed opportunity of Japan in the 50s to see what it was really about. Right. You know, outside of being like, oh, Budweiser beer. It was a, it beer. Was a very missed opportunity. Yeah, yeah, and there are some cool elements, and it's very slow paced, but then at the same time, sort of rushed. It's weird. It is. It's sort of oddly put rushes together. to that point in the film, and rushes to this arc, and then rushes to that sort of turning point, and yeah, and you know, it just sort of cuts and then cuts and then cuts and then cuts, and then oh, so and so dies, and oh, so and so okay, you know, yeah, he gets attacked, and what are they going to do? And then oh, they overcome. And- well, it feels like it's kind of directed by someone who's not a fully I mean the guy, the director Martin Zanduliot or whatever how you say his name is sort of like an, a festival guy you know he did a film called Land of Mine which won in the audience award at AFI Fest and he's he, he's like he doesn't feel fully developed as a director yet at least this film suggests that I didn't see Land of Mine maybe it's a lot better yeah maybe maybe um, just hasn't done something at this scale yet. But the script was also, there's not much to go by flat. with that script. No, yeah. it's very, very, it, like, sort of stock yep. for the course gangster film. And yet, it's sort of... It's very B. It's like a very B... Sort of B. It looks like an A. 
it's it, not like yes it's, it, a cinematography and actors and actors but then the story and the sort of arc of characters is very be, very like very cut and dry yeah you're not getting any new ideas from this you know? yeah like a, almost like a martial arts b level movie you yeah know? almost but it was but too dramatic yeah. yeah so it's so dramatic that you can't even enjoy it as oh well it was just like this b gangster film right where it was fun you know i showed up and enjoyed myself it was a bit more dramatic like it tried to be more like sopranos and goodfellas and and boardwalk empire as opposed to just like a john woo movie you know but it was kind of like a john woo movie now that you say it like it tried to be not it tried not to be that really kind of the the direction and the script were kind of that level yeah, and it, it didn't even have the same sort of campy enjoyment right. that a John Woo movie gives you with guys jumping through windows and pigeons and yep. gun, crazy gun battles, gun shootouts and whatever. <laughs> you know, So it's sort of a draw between two things that it didn't really make it to either thing. Yep. Eh, yeah, like a six, I, even six and a half, because I enjoyed yeah. it. I didn't need to turn it off. I, you know, I guess six, you don't turn it off. I, I would give it a 6.5. Because I liked, I there's elements about it that I did enjoy, and elements that I about it, you're like, oh my god, like some brutal murder sequences, and I, I guess I just have a soft spot for murder. Yeah, I sure do. For you know, cinematic for murder, blood. Uh, yeah, so I mean, I think the next one that we're going to be really talking about in depth is Ready Player One. Which oh, is coming yeah. out we should in another week. So see uh, Tomb Raider, probably. Yeah, we have not seen Tomb Raider yet, and and also this weekend is WonderCon. It is the baby brother of Comic-Con San Diego. Yep, in Anaheim, right? And, yeah, in Anaheim. It wasn't in um, L.A. last year. Remember we it's went? Sometimes it's in sometimes L.A. Sometimes it's yeah, at the L.A. Com- and now it's back in Anaheim. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, it was last year. You're yeah, right. it's easier to get there. <laughs> but the year when we went the year before it, it was, was in Anaheim, Anaheim, it was a pain in the ass. It stinks, yeah. <laughs> the parking, the walking. Yeah, we took the, did we take the train? We take the train in. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, we won't be doing that this time, but we will be there. And uh, if you go to our website, thehmcnetwork.com, there is some information on the Future Tech Live Pavilion, which is one of the places we'll be hanging out. Um, there's some cool panels, like Warner Brothers is doing a panel. Um, yep. Netflix is producing a, a reboot of Lost in Space, and they're going to launch that there. Yeah. Oh, they're premiering the Ninja Batman movie. That's it's right. like the Japanese anime Batman feature that I really want to see. That's pretty cool. That'll be there. Um, what else is going to be there? Constantine, said Ready, Paper, the Ready TV Player show. One's going to be there. Really? You told me that, dummy. Oh, did I? Oh, yeah, I did tell you that. Turkey. Well, that's part of the Warner Brothers panel. Oh, it's Warner Brothers? Yeah. I thought you said it was Disney. No, it's Warner Brothers just doing a panel, and that will be part of it. Oh, I got So you. they've got this arena there now that I can only assume is like their small version of Hall H. So uh, we'll see, because I don't remember them doing that before. Like, two years ago in Anaheim, I don't remember them having an arena. No, Did, no, yeah. I don't even remember, uh, like, them having options for an arena venue. Like, go see this panel at a, their arena section. I don't remember that. But yeah. But maybe we just weren't hip to it. Which we is might not, not likely. Not likely. Not likely. Not likely. Who cares? Dead. I don't care. I'm so hip. I don't even care <laughs> what I know. Uh, so we'll have a lot to talk about after this weekend with WonderCon, and then we will also have... Switchblades of Cocaine. Nope. A review of Ready Player One. A review of Gothway Click. And uh, I think that's it. I guess that's I it I mean, we now. did a very condensed version of We Talk Dead because the show stinks now. Still to talk about. Yeah. 
but uh, we'll be back for that too. Yeah, we can't really have that as its own segment anymore. No, that's been, that's time. what's happened. Sorry, we talk dead listeners, but um, yeah, you can listen to other people's if you want. I mean, listen to ours too. But yeah, no, listen to ours. It won't take much. If of you want to listen to someone who is just going to kiss the asses of the show forever, uh, walk the Walker Shocker podcast will do that for you. Ooh, shots fired. <laughs> All right, everyone. Uh, Thanks uh, for listening, as always. And go to our website, the HMC Network, for more podcast episodes. Switchblades, cocaine. See ya. Jerks. Jerks.